This is just off point where we apparently re-record things, including this intro. We're your hosts, I'm Joe. And I'm Dexter, and today we're going to talk about D&D and Hamilton the Musical, featuring our good friend, Jay Africa. How does a bastard, Harper, raw to the core and a halfman, dropped in the middle of the Forgotten Realms in Corin Archipelago, west of Baldur, grew up to have a background of a scholar? You know, honestly, you could have done that better, but that's it. That's all I can do. I was going to say the <laughs> 10 Platinum uh, Mass Lord of Water. <laughs> that would be the next line I would think of. But... It's, it's it's not easy, man. Like It's not. <laughs> How long did that take you? Not really a lot, to be honest, because I'm like, there should be a lot of ways to uh, mimic the first, the, the very first verse of Hamilton. But, uh... <laughs> You know, um, after this show, I need to show you just a small video of, um, I know you don't watch Critical Role, but the live show, Sam Regal, one of the actors, he does uh, his own version of Hamilton um, as a, uh, what's it called, uh, one of the songs, Dear Theodosia, as an advert for D&D Beyond. It's actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I, I'm all for it. So, uh-huh. who, who do we have today? That's <laughs> Today, we've got graphic designer theater worker, um, D&D writer, and just RPG writer extraordinaire, and our good friend, my very first DM, Jay Africa. Howdy, everybody. And uh, Joe and Dex, thanks for having me on the show. Long-time listener, first-time participant. Glad to be here. Long-time listener. How long have you been on? <laughs> been Two seasons worth. At the very yeah. Least. I, he's, the one, he's our one listener. Don't you know, Joe? <laughs> Yeah, that was great. You know what? Like, we have like one guy out there who's listening to us. Let's put him on the show. Hey, that's an incentive. If you're listening to the show, we'll have you on as a guest. We'll have you on. Yeah, I'll listen to this when it comes out. So, still be there. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't actually know Dexter that uh, Jay is your first DM. I mean, I think it's either him or Brian. I don't. I remember who came first. It's probably um, Jay first, and then Brian the following yeah. week, couple of weeks. Because I remember, I remember, I think when you hopped on board, uh, Dex, we were playing at Enjoy uh, Comics mm-hmm. and Games in Northridge at the time. Um, when I started the a... Adventures League there, it was like a nine-person table. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. And it I was remember, huge. Um... And so we had to split it off from there. And I think I think you came in at, that, at about that time. Yeah, I think, well, that was right when first uh, first edition, when season one of ALS had started. Yeah. It was like the perfect time to like jump on in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. It, it'll. It will be actually forever. My. My own. My like. Uh. One of the feature of. Gee, Joe, how'd you get into D and D? Well, this happened, and then it's like, well, you DM now. How'd that happen? I'm like, well, yeah. See, there's this bastard. Who I was just asking. Hey. Hey, how do you DM me? And then he says, you should totally do it. How's next week? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that is. This is Jake. This, this is See, I, I, that's I, how you... Yeah. You know what? That that group was... Um, I'm going to say it was like... I don't know exactly how best to put it. 
it was the group that I got the most DMs, like the most players to like step up to DM out of. And that was such an accomplishment for me. It was, you know, you, Dex, Eric, um, I think Anderson, even Anderson. Anderson yes. yeah, yeah. for a while too. Yeah. And then you got into like con DMing too. And I was like, yes. You know, <laughs> like, I did that. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the way, taking us all the way to the Getty, Jay. All the way to the Getty. Ah, oh, that was you awesome. See? That was great. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, guys. I, uh, yeah, I, Joe. I, I don't think you've seen that video of uh, when I DM for the Getty. That was there was a that video? was fun. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. Two uh, videos. Dex and Violet. Yeah. Oh man, I miss Violet. Check I hope it out. They're fun good. games. They're fun. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, and just yeah, the material yeah. was really cool because it's for the Getty, right? So it's all like Greek inspired. Yeah, that was great. They even gave me permission to use that in the classroom, the people who wrote that. So I'm really happy about that. That's um, awesome. But that's our show. We get just off point. Let's yeah, yeah. bring it back to Hamilton. <laughs> We're still talking about D&D and Hamilton. I mean, just technically you're right. Yeah. Um, so here's the way that we want to do things. Um, I want to ask you a couple questions first. We're, we, we're talking about Hamilton uh, because it's been an, a cultural icon for about eight years now when mm-hmm. did it come out 2014 2015 can't remember yeah i can't, I can't remember either can't uh, say. 2015. all i know is that uh when i was when the first time it came out people were talking about it and i'm like what is this hamilton thing and then i checked the tickets i'm like fuck that yeah <laughs> and, then, I... and then when i when it when it came out on disney streaming and i'm like this is some top-notch quality i would have paid yeah. for it and yeah, you know what? I, you know what uh, was interesting is that when it came out, Amazon had the sale where you could get the soundtrack either for free or for like ridiculously cheap, ooh. something like that. I can't remember. And I did not take advantage of it, so I had to pay full price for the double CD set. But you know what? It was worth it. Um, but yeah, just me, I remember just it on vinyl now. So y- yeah, when, <laughs> the, the eight record. Uh, oh, the eight right? <laughs> No, no, no. Like because it's it's. I mean, uh, like an album can hold like twenty minutes of material on each side or something like that. And it's like it's. Oh man! Like a, like but now, nowadays, nowadays, not so much. They, they they've improved the technology. Oh, all right, okay, all right. Yes, it's called the CD. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in any case, um, God, um, yeah. How I first heard about Hamilton was funny enough at D and D. Um, I, I, that's a lie. First, I think I heard about was at Thirty Rock. I think I was passing. I was watching an episode, and then they, they talked about like you know how impossible these tickets were to get, and I was just like, wow, I wonder what this show's all about. And I really didn't pay attention to it. And then one day while playing D and D with um, some people at Enjoy, um, this is after Jay you left. Um, there were the people were talking about how um, oh yeah, it's somebody said it's weird because it's an all black slash latin cast and or minority cast i should say and the founding fathers weren't that there was a very much um one of those guys that were at the table and then the other person was like you know but yeah but it's um the whole premise is it's um the story of the founding fathers but told with people that are currently in america like it was whatever the 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 catch the the tagline is for hamilton they explained i was like wow that's actually kind of awesome sounding and he uh it made me research it, and then when it came out on Disney Plus, I made promises with about three different friend groups that I'd watch it, and um, that was the joke that <laughs> Joe was inferring before the show, because I kid you not, I watched when the the when it was streaming on Disney Plus, I watched that thing four times, I think, right. 
in the course of two days. <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of funny when you say it, because full disclosure, this is the second time we're doing a recording of Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually you... we... You go on, Jay? Sorry. Well, no, no, no. I was going to ask, wait, so had you listened to the soundtrack beforehand? Or did you just go in cold to the Disney Plus versions? Um, I think I... Um, listen to the Violet. soundtrack. Actually. No, no, no. Violet... I'm going to... Ex- Violet had shared with me about a year prior. Um, not the soundtrack, but there's uh, people who did web comics to it on YouTube, and I was watching it through that. Oh, interesting. So I kind of right. had... A, yeah, it was kind of cool, like, um, seeing the art, and I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty fun. Um, and then I had um, watched it... Um, on the live sh- on the on the Disney Plus stream, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then listen to the soundtrack about four times within that same week. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one to kind of just put on repeat. Yeah. Um, but J- Joe, explain why we're this is the second recording and why it's my fault. <laughs> it's actually it's actually uh it's it's a tale of caution for anyone out there who's doing some kind of interviewing journalism or podcasting. Make sure that you mm-hmm. check that your microphone is on. <laughs> so, um, so we ended up with like a recording of me talking to myself, reacting to myself, and I pulled yeah. up Dexter's file, and it's like nothing here. It just... was like I think it was a long episode we recorded to it, so I think it was like a gig of just white noise. Yeah. Oh and, and you, okay, so this is what we did in that episode, Jay. What happened? And it was, a, I think. We had it was a really it. fun episode. Yeah, <laughs> it hurt me a little bit. And guess what? Me too. Dexter did it like three times on, th- on two other different different recordings. <laughs> yeah, we, we, it we was so them. painful. We, the, oh. the thing was, it's also our fault because we did not check the recordings after we had watched them. Yeah. So this is like three recordings in a well, row. That's that we no, but like, you cool. Dexter, I always check. Oh them. no. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I I start to check out for every time down. Yeah, too. just just to let you know, so you know, I'm 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 here on Zoom, and I've also got my individual recording going, and I just checked it, and I'm I'm hot. So <laughs> okay, thank you, yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, I don't know if you saw, I went and I because you're I'm sharing screen. I went and I checked too. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm recording. <laughs> okay, um, but anyway, that episode was about us recasting Hamilton. Right and oh, my sure, very sure. Old, yeah. like my my very like the movie the, the the movie adaptation recasting sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think we I went we did in two different directions. I went like you know who in my head would be the most ideal person who would mm-hmm. sound good who mm-hmm. would act good. Joe was throwing um. Curveball. Huh? Well, but however, the you bottom know, line is there there is one actor that I chose that can play everybody, and that was The Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, okay, all right. Here's the thing. The Rock would be Washington in my book. Yeah, See? that's what uh, he had. Uh, uh, um, there's there are only two people that you could cast as Hamilton and Burr nowadays, and that's Will Smith Amazing. and Chris Rock. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's we went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean because they're, they're I mean Hollywood will only cast like known people, right? Mm-hmm. And now you have the perfect mix of chemistry for those roles. Hold on, oh, I'm like I'm thinking of all the possibilities. <laughs> I, I think I think when I had done this like some four or five months ago, I had said I wanted um, Donald Glover to be my um, Hamilton, and I wanted uh, oh, what yeah. to call it. 
I, it was somebody else with a more sensual sounding voice. I think uh, the weekend was going to be my what you call it, um, burr. I started. We also mine. lost. Uh, we also lost the person who would play um, King George most ideally, Gilbert Gottfried. R.I.P. I think oh you had that goodness, as Gilbert. Good. Did you have? Did you have that as your King George? I can't oh, remember bad. who was your King George. Let's just let's. Let, let, how about I just pull out the list, say it, and say nothing else about <laughs> okay, it? Because otherwise, we'll have like a two-hour episode. <laughs> Oh, this yeah. is the redo <laughs> of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would have been uh, horrible so and beautiful in so many different ways. Oh god, did I delete them up my list? Um, yeah, it's gone. Did. Nope. Oh, well. It's gone. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, and I had, you know, Joe, how I do these things. I created like a template and a page, and I just hey, man, I did all this you planning. You actually got me preparing I, for that episode too. I did. I did. I I went full teacher mode <laughs> on my prep. Well, that was the show, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but nah, when Joe and I were think, yeah, when Joe and I were talking about it, that we were like, you know, we need to redo this, but we can't do the same thing. Otherwise, we're just gonna feel very forced. So we were like, let's do one of our other loves, D and D, and so. Iwin and I decided to build a bunch of characters in 5th edition D&D, um, a la Tulak the Barbarian style. For those of you that haven't, are not familiar, he's a YouTuber that creates fictional characters on um, to level 20 on his YouTube channel from a wide variety of different, um, what you call it, um, from a wide variety of different uh, fandoms. And I was like, you know what? I could do that. Let's do that with uh, Hamilton. Um, but the Hamilton, the cast of Hamilton, they're very grounded in the real world. None of them are level twenty characters. I wouldn't even. They're probably not even level eight characters, like I, I'm saying. But hey, man, everyone hey. dies young, so no one reaches level yeah. twenty. <laughs> uh, there were a couple people that got into their eighties and nineties. We'll get to that later, though. Um, but in any case, um, I figured a good middle ground would be building them all to level eight. So I'm gonna tell you my methodology, what I wrote where I'm at, and uh, Jay and Joe, I want you to critique slash see how you would do things differently. All right. See what you got. So, all right, we're going to start off with um, A. Ham himself, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Um, I, it felt very easy huh. to build him. I just, um, quite obviously, he's a bard. Um, but Actually, you know what, Dexter? They're all bards. End of episode, everybody. This is, I know, I, right, right? I, I, I purposely <laughs> built all the characters so that there would be class diversity because I was like, God, if I make everybody a bard, this is just going to be the quickest episode. So, um, but Hamilton is definitely a bard, specifically a College of Eloquence bard. Um, so, for if you're not aware, the thing that makes a College of Eloquence bard different is that they have this thing called unfailing inspiration and where's the other third level ability of theirs uh why can't i find it well the point is oh here it is silver tongue um you're a master at saying the right thing at the right time when you make a charisma or deception persuasion or charisma deception check you can treat a d20 roll of nine or lower as a 10 so my hamilton will always have a 21 persuasion check minimum no matter what. Unless uh, you're Maria Reina. Uh, well. She, she does the crit on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also went in the win spell selection. I figured, you know, obviously he 
viciously mocks people galore throughout the book throughout the play um he has a commanding presence (laughs) yes he he definitely can charm a person or two um he definitely can make great suggestions and he had some really good subterfuge with the pyrotechnics works in um while taking the guns and ships away from the british Mm, all right all right all right you know what um that's pretty good the only i went and i sorry go ahead go ahead ahead. no 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 i i actually had sort of envisioned hamilton as a tempest cleric i also like that and so i was i was originally gonna have him as an air ganassi for that oh sure sure okay all right all right i gotcha because I was thinking something along that, the yeah. eye of the hurricane. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, proficiency in survival. Um, yep. Uh, and persuasion to you know to uh, uh, make up for or not make up for, but to account for um, you know how he just wouldn't die and how he's able to persuade right. people. So I also gave him because he's the only one of two humans. The only two humans in this. I also wanted to diversify that. Yeah, yeah. Him and Bert. I was wondering about that actually. Okay. Yeah, I only wanted to do he- two humans. One was Burr, one was Hamilton. Yeah, because everybody else was, yeah. Um, so I gave skill expert to um, Hamilton just to give him that extra expertise, mm-hmm. give him that extra skill, and round off some of his ability scores. Uh, um, what did you choose the- for the background? Just out of curiosity, I didn't catch Urchin. that. You know what? I was gonna say, yeah, same thing, same thing. So okay, all right, all right. Yeah, and um, I could so obviously we can make personality traits off and um, ideals and bonds and flaws, yeah. but I actually just chose the ones from the player's handbook for all yeah. these characters, and they actually fit really well. Um, I personality traits. I ask a lot of questions, and I bluntly say what other people are hinting at or hiding. Perfect. Ideals, aspiration. I'm going to prove that I'm worthy of a better life. Bonds. No one else should have to endure the hardships I've been through. Mm. And finally, flaw. I will never fully trust anyone other than myself. Mm. Mm. Um, I think a flaw that I I also, or that you could make up is, um, I'll always do what I think is right regardless of how it affects anybody else, including myself. Yep. Oh yeah, that's the reason why I gave him a low wisdom score. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> if I had the, if I had the ability to, I would have definitely had given him a like, six I, I in wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, it's that's that's an interesting one because yeah, he's he's uh, <clears throat> he's unwise in certain ways, but very savvy in other ways. So right it's um so i that's why i went barred because yeah. you know jack of all trades would yeah. definitely you know fix some of those you know negative scores yeah but sometimes he's still gonna make a bad wisdom save right. for sure <laughs> right. all right oh yeah and also give him um at higher levels i gave him catnap because he doesn't sleep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um this was the the kicker um this is a spell from the Fizzbands, uh, Rauthalim, I'm probably butchering this, but Rauthalim's Psychic Lance. Mm-hmm. It's, a new, it's a new spell, and I thought it was like, wow, this is like the ultimate diss that Hamilton can throw at you. <laughs> Unleash a shimmering lance of psychic power from your forehead at a creature within range, or utter their name. If the target's in range, it becomes the spell's target, even if you can't see it. If the name target's in range, the lance dissipates. If the lance is, if the character isn't within range, it dissipates. The target makes an intelligence saving throw. On a fail, they take 76 and are incapacitated for a turn. So I figure every time he says, Aaron Burr, sir. Yeah. Out of technicality, like it says that he doesn't have to see the creature, right? 
right? Does that act? Yeah. If it hits, does it actually reveal where it is? Um. It, I know it doesn't say. It doesn't say, but I would say that would be. I would. I would say as a DM that you it's hear a the person lands groan. It's psychic power. It has to go somewhere because if you it would think, right? Yeah. So it has to reveal someone. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, that's that part needs to be like clarified. For how sure. Do you know yeah, yeah. How do you know we'll, if it dissipates? Um, we'll you know what? <clears throat> yeah. Considering Hamilton, the like we're doing these sheets, I was actually wondering, like, okay, they're Dex is doing character sheets. Why don't we try to just like build the world around them? And honestly, I, I wanted to go as far as building a freaking dungeon based off, based off where they are. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Uh -huh. Screw that. I'm not gonna do that. But we can say that Baldur's Gate is definitely New York. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Oh definitely, right? yeah. And so, if you listen to my very well written intro, I actually, uh, <laughs> I I put him like smack dab in the middle of the Corn Archipelago, which is like, which I also mentioned is in the west of Baldur's Gate, pretty far off enough. So um, I put him there, and I'm like, you know what? There's like a bunch of pirates here. It kind of makes sense, you know. Um, and so you know. Uh, I think Nevis is where he came from, or something like that. Some island off <laughs> off the coast of. Uh, of I believe you're right. We may be getting the pronunciation wrong, but that sounds that sounds right. Nevis, got it. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything else to call. Yeah, but you know, I I put him in the Corn Archipelago, and then I figure like, okay, so if Baldur's Gate is New York, which one's Eng England? <laughs> and I'm like, El Torrell, That's it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all it's all there. Um, but yeah, so I imagine him like starting from there and I actually put him in as a scholar background. Oh yeah. And then at the, um, end, at the edge of it and then he goes into Baldur's Gate and then shit happens. Yeah, I was in between either Urchin or Scholar for, um, Urchin is for him, but I figured, sure. but I definitely figured that, um, giving him that and then giving Burr. The role of scholar, I think, creates that more diametrically, like you know, opposites. Yeah. Um. Because Burr came from money, he's a trust fund baby. You can trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, yeah, it's 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 more of his experience, right? So yeah, no, Definitely. that's a good way to differentiate him. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And speaking of Burr, um, the way I built him was, uh, I mean, Hamilton's fairly magical with his response. He goes for things. He's he doesn't wait. Burr is more along the lines of I'm gonna just wait for it. I'm gonna sit, research, yeah. bide my time. Yep. I thought He's that was use perfectly... his reactions, right? Exactly. That's perfectly encapsulated in an inquisitive rogue. Yep. Who's yep. literally just going to just watch and wait for his shot. Yeah. Literally. Uh, um, yeah, I certainly thought of him as a rogue too, uh, mainly because rogues are the ones that really, you know, they really take advantage of their reactions. Um, I wasn't sure what what subclass, but yeah, inquisitive works. Yeah, and um, so stat wise, I gave him negative strength and negative charisma eights, because although Burr is charismatic, I did give him make up for it by giving him um, expertise and proficiency in some of those skills <laughs> like persuasion, like performance. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, which is nothing compared to Hamilton's eleven, but. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I also gave him um, a 10 constitution because Burr wasn't much of a fighter. Yeah. Um, 14 in dex, which is weird for a rogue, but you'll see why in a bit. 
16 in wisdom and 18 in intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why is because of the skills, because of the uh, and because of a special rogue ability, because of the inquisitive rogue's ability, which their special ability is they have eyes for deceit and an eye for detail. Mm-hmm. Eyes for deceit lets you Here. develop a tech of picking up for people's lies. So whenever they make an insight check, they treat a much like Hamilton's eloquence. Mm-hmm. He can pick up on people lying because anything lower than an eight. He treats as an eight on an insight check. So how did and, you get that uh, here for deceit for? Uh, when he was sniffing out Hamilton's, um, what you call it? Act two. The act two. Oh, okay. When he's yeah. yeah. And the an eye for detail. Yeah. Eye for detail. Similarly, um, bonus action to make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or an investigation check to decipher clues, and, which also fits in with that. Yeah. What I love for eye, of de- eye for detail is that it. Um, it really keys into, you know, the duel at the very end, right? Mm-hmm. Wearing his spectacles, you know, he's 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 wearing them to 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 make deadly aim, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, um, I think the only thing that I would uh, change out would be, well, no, can, you know, keep keep on going. Let's tell me about tell me more about this dex, this this this. Dex oh yeah. 14. For for sure. Um, so I'm also going to tell you to go through the feats real quick that I gave him. Um, I gave him three actually. Um, one was keen mind, um, being able to track people, time, direction, and have un- with de- uh, detail and uncanny position. Mm-hmm. Being able to know where North is, which isn't really a thing, but the big big thing is accurately recall anything you've seen or heard within the past month. Yeah. I almost gave this to Hamilton, but I figured it didn't fit into his build too well. Mm-hmm. But I think that for Burr, who was always thinking, always. Um, brooding over all the things that hamilton had done mm-hmm. this is a perfect yeah it was perfect for him i gave him skill expert eventually as well um this is supposed to reflect later in act two where he actually does become more of a politician i gave him expertise and persuasion there so that it makes sense and then the fun one sharpshooter <laughs> <laughs> okay it's either i miss or really hit the mark <laughs> <laughs> and um i kid you not right. when i was doing damage when i was doing damage calcs uh for this because i was like you know i i'm just gonna see what happens when i crit um a sneak attack sharpshoot um including the insightful fighting uh oh wait at this level doesn't get that but insightful fighting by the way is uh, gives him uh advantage mm-hmm. as long as he can incite over somebody's deception so i figured that final duel at the end he definitely insightfully fights and decipher and ins- yeah. throws an insight perfectly in that like little outro yeah. as they're like doing the shot yeah well and so also he- um you know that does key into act one when he approaches washington you know i have uh what is it i have a couple of suggestions you know uh- mm-hmm. but um i did the damage checks like i said <laughs> and on a, on a crit and i i rolled this um he hit exactly uh, forty nine damage. I even saved it here in the chat, um, which was and how much? Is, which was how much is forty nine? <laughs> okay, okay. So what happened here is that Alexander, Alex, points. yes, Alexander, Hamilton, and then and then you know he fails his death saves on the boat ride, right? Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness! Three failed death saves. It's, it's perfect. You know what, Dexter? As it, Aaron Burr being my favorite character on the on the show. Um, I think this sheet is actually really good. In fact, so good that 
I can imagine that the character of Aaron Burr, as he progresses in levels, makes the DM wonder, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and at the, end, at the end, it's like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> because yeah. I did make a rogue that had not maxed out decks. So exactly, was, I was yeah. Like, well, you right. know, that's the only thing that I would change is that I would actually knock his decks down and bump the strength up because he is a soldier, oh, yeah. after all. And um, he does complain in the end about how he's never been a good shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I would definitely. Like the I, unexpected crit at the very end. So. <laughs> yes, I do agree with that. I would min max it even. I would yeah. um, not min max. I would fix it, switch yeah. it out even more. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. This this works. Yeah, exactly. Plus, it, it did the roll. It's got the damage. Um. <laughs> I also yeah, gave him a low wisdom, there. like I said, because, um. For similar reasons to Hamilton, pride cometh before the fall. He didn't, yeah. like, you know, Act. even though he has... Yeah. Oh, no, wait, this is Hamilton. Or what am I saying? Um, no, I gave him higher wisdom than Hamilton. Yeah, yeah there we yeah. go. With low charisma. Yeah. All right. So those are the first two characters. And then um, I did um, <laughs> the Hamilton Bros next. Um, we're going to start with one of my favorites, um, Lafayette. Yeah. Um, so, ah, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert de Mathieu, Marquis de Lafayette. Yeah. Um, he's the only person I did in this group that was multi-classed because I figured it just it made sense. It makes sense, for right? Him. Yeah, he wasn't completely yeah. cavalier. That's the same thing. I was like trying to figure out, okay, well, what would he be? And he's flashy, so Swashbuckler's great. Sorry, I'm taking, I'm kind of like pulling the reins here. I'm taking oh, the no, I'm totally, the reins. <laughs> I'm totally on board with it. Yeah, and so I made him a... <laughs> yeah i definitely made him a cavalier five fighter and a swashbuckler three because of his rockish audacity because of his fancy tongue work and footwork yeah in the yeah, play that's what they like in France. and uh, funny enough so when i was coming up with um and i've heard this multiple times when i was explaining this to a group of friends that um and they were helping me with some of the choices uh they're like oh you definitely have to make him an elf because yeah. elves are french yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what in, in chris perkins in, when chris perkins runs uh drow the drow are always french they're always but french in this case, yeah. yeah high elf totally makes he's classic he is classy af so yeah yeah so gave him uh Gave him, uh, made him a high elf. Definitely chaotic good. I wasn't even talking about um, uh, alignments. Aaron Burr is definitely um, lawful neutral. Lawful neutral, yeah, and, yeah, I noticed. That. And and uh, Hamilton, I made chaotic good. I, Although at times he dips into chaotic neutral, I would say. But yeah, um, I would, I would. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think about um, Lafayette. Uh, yeah, I would I would probably bounce between chaotic good and like and lawful good. Neutral actually. good? No, no, actually yeah. full on lawful good because he's he's pretty like as far as the show goes in the show at the very least. You know, this is no reflection of his actual character. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, he's pretty straight and narrow. Like um, like he really, you know, he's kind of so, really there. The only reason I went chaotic and I I agree with what you're saying was because of the ideal. It definitely made me realize oh these oh. ideals definitely fit Lafayette. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So. No, you're right. So I made him a, I made him a soldier background, yeah. and um, the the personality traits I can stare down a hellhound without flinching, <laughs> makes sense. I'm full of inspiring and cautionary tales from my military experience, and relevant to almost every combat situation. Which, again, he's the most experienced soldier mm -hmm. in the group. And then the ideal, which made me go chaotic, independence. When people follow orders blindly, they embrace a kind of tyranny. Yeah. And not only did he fight one tyrant in his lifetime, yeah. but two. Well, two. That doesn't make sense. Well. The French. 
being all revolutionary and stuff? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then his bonds are those who fight beside me are worth dying for mm-hmm. and flaw I have little respect to for anyone who is not a proven warrior because you are the worst burr <laughs> <laughs> nice I, I like that yeah oh yeah you're gonna hear a lot of these puns when I make these one of these in these characters yeah um so yeah, um, fighter made sense to me because he's the most um, fightery out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely has some of these unwavering marks, these defensive abilities that the Cavalier gets, mm-hmm. but also has these fancy footwork and the ability to slip out with um, the Rogue. It mm-hmm. just made the most sense for me. Oh, and as a, just a little fun, the cantrip I gave him as High Elf was Booming Blade, <laughs> just because... He and that was a reflection of um, his fast rapping uh, near um, the end of yeah. Guns and Ships. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. No so that's yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, Lafayette. Uh, let's go to uh, John Lawrence. Right, so um, he's only level three, right? i thought about that um so the big lawrence's big thing is um throughout the play is um his fight for his abolitionistness uh, his ability to like you know fight for an all-black battalion yeah his and his other big thing is you know being hamilton's right-hand man essentially yeah um i'm looking at your sheet dex and you did Mm -hmm. you may be level eight which i might not agree on but his initiative is the negative so i'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> yeah yeah right oh, um you know actually and i see uh you you have him as a um an oath of devotion paladin i was thinking he might yeah. be a cavalier as well or have some cavalier in there with him but but i, I see also th- that you have him as a knight so yeah so i was thinking about the cavalier as well i didn't want to like you know double class the double anybody like i want to make everybody shine on their own so that's why i went not another cavalier but it was on my mind (laughs) but the 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 devotions for i mean sorry the um what are the tenants for up oh the oh the devotion paladin just seemed to fit when i looked it up um let me just type this up real quick because it doesn't show up on the character sheet which is weird all right, yeah. Honesty, don't lie or cheat. Let your word be your promise. Courage, yeah. never fear to act, though caution is wise. Compassion, aid others, particularly the weak, and punish those who threaten them. Show mercy to your foes, but temper it with wisdom. Honor, treat others with fairness, and let your honorable deeds be an example to them. Do as much good with as possible without causing the least amount of harm. Mm. And duty, be responsible for your actions and their consequences. Protect trust those trusted to your care, and obey those who have a, uh, just authority over well, you. Except that last which. Part. That last part maybe is when he you know broke his oath. Everything else fits like a glove, though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, and I was thinking, you know, he's all about defending the weak, about you know, bringing up you know people of color um, <laughs> as an abolitionist. Mm-hmm. So I figured I was just gonna go super hardcore on the um, the shield stuff, yeah, like on really being the protector on that. Yeah. So for that reason, I gave him with the fighting style interse- interception to like intercept blows for people mm-hmm. which is probably how he got shot <laughs> and i gave him and i gave him the shield master feet yeah. um for the same reason to just pr- give him the this sure big bastion yeah. of defense we just gotta <laughs> no we gotta use the new uh rate you know character creation rules and just get, get rid of that lucky trait oh yeah there, that was because of joe he said john lawrence is a halfling you know it it makes sense to me you know he's kind of like in the play at least or at least in in the disney plus you know the broadway the original broadway cast he's like the smallest of all so 
definitely. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. That's the only. I mean, that's the only advice I, I mean, took John from Joe. John Lawrence's character. He's that one player on the table who's like, okay, you know, you're going through everything. You're doing your. You're you're playing well. You're sticking to your character, and then he dies. You're like, it's okay. I have another one. I have another one here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's gonna be. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hamilton's son. Philip. Philip. Yeah, but he's got yeah. the worst luck because he also dies. <laughs> he also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the joke. So, like, this is the same character. I know. He doesn't even make it past like level three. Honestly, he doesn't even make it to level I... three. Frankly. <laughs> so I didn't have time to build Philip because I just it's ran okay, out of time before the we were shooting. But no, 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 no. It's actually different because um, this guy got tired of playing a paladin. Still a half. Philip would have. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, yeah. 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 I was either yeah. between halfling or half elf. That's what because... I was thinking. Half elf because you know human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. How fantasy um, works. Yeah, <laughs> Philip was going to be um, a valor bard. Taking yeah. a little bit after his father, yeah. but yeah, yeah. you know, speaking yeah. up on his dad's, you know, stories yeah. Yeah. and trying to defend his honor. Yeah. I, I also gave him a negative con, or uh, <laughs> because for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, real quick, they'll be finishing off John Lauren's spells. I figured, um, you know, bless, yeah, command, compelled duel, all made sense. Wrathful Smite, Protection from Good and Evil, Sanctuary, all things that, like, you know, defending, leaning into this archetype. Yeah. Fine Steed, mm -hmm. because of the Cavalier, as we had mentioned. Yeah, um, yeah. Warding Bond was a fun choice, too. I figured Warding Bond would be a good spell, just because, once again, I'll take the damage for you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I can only think of one thing. Uh, <laughs> the fact that you gave him all these abilities and spells, I'm like, he's, like, either the worst one... He's got the worst luck, even though he's not lucky. And at the same time, it's like, is there no other healer in the party? Because he dies. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the so... joke. Like, some shield you are. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. I made sure that no one was a healer in the party. Yeah, yep. That sounds about right. It was all on him. Uh, I mean, there was yeah. the steady decline after he's gone in the health. And it's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one was a fun one, Hercules Mulligan. Oh, yeah. um, oh you know what? Hold on, I didn't catch. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. right, right. No, no, no. Just okay. checking. Uh, just checking the race class things for uh, for Mulligan. Uh, I, I, oh I yeah, 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 yeah. Off my screen. So no, interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, this is one of the curveballs I wanted to throw a at fur uh, Joe. Furball. Okay. A Furball Arcfey Warlock, and there's a variety of reasons for that. Um, I went into deep into the spy aspect of, of him, and I didn't yeah. want to do another rogue. Yeah, right. So I figured, what's a what's a class that gets access to being able to disguise themselves, being able to go invisible, being able to send messages from far away, and like you know relay information? And I was like, oh, he has to have sending. He has to have um, what you call it? There's another ritual that I can't remember right now. That was a fourth level ritual spell. Um, I'm blanking on it right now. It, you can communicate with people from far away, like that's the yeah. But there was um, there are some high level like communication based spells. There's some invisibility things to like, and some disguise things that would make a really good non rogue spy. And then when I was looking at race, I was like, Furbolg makes sense because they also get a lot of those things, being able to turn invisible, being able to disguise themselves. So. Yeah. Plus, at least in the um, in the uh, Broadway cast, yeah. I think 
other than Washington, he's the most intimidating pre- or Im- impressive presence on the field. Yeah, uh, I uh, the only um, the only alternative that I would have had for that is a uh, bugbear. Yeah, that was yeah. the other thing I was thinking yeah, of. The whole, um, you know, because they're they're big, but they're sneaky and quiet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was either go there or get this really fun hidden step stuff that yeah. Furballs get. Yeah, I do like. I was waiting for a sexual that was, that was reference though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I'm being uh-huh, disappointed, uh-huh. Bex. <laughs> what can I say, Joe? It's hard to have intercourse over four sets of corsets. Um, <laughs> Although it made oh, me wonder uh... when he says that when he, when he says the line "hydro horses," why? What are you doing to the horses? <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> well, funny you mentioned that. Okay. Because furbogs have a good innate ability to talk to beasts. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh huh. <laughs> Jokes aside, um, what I. Uh, I gave him the the background of spy. I was trying to make Taylor yeah. work so much into the background. You know, that's, and that's like, the thing I was wondering too. Like, is there a way to to kind of make it so? Yeah, he knows how to make costumes and all that fun stuff. You know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just um I just talked it up to being a spy who also like you know has, um leather working tools. That, yeah, and I think that's yeah, yeah exactly. Perfect. There we go. I mean, he is yeah. he is um, an apprentice. Not yeah, you can give him yeah. weavers tools as well. Um, yeah. You know, just just uh, just yeah, lean into the whole whole clothier thing. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the DM would, would be like, "The fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. It'll all. Like, what can I say? I like to knit yeah. on my free time. This, Leave me alone. <laughs> this is this is, and you know what? Like he's he's gonna be the character, or he's gonna be the player in the campaign who has to drop out occasionally, and that's oh, he's yeah. kind of going undercover. You know what I mean? Behind behind the line. Uh, yeah, he's he's the he's the one that doesn't show up to every session. Yeah, he's, but it's like the one that the DM's like, okay, he's doing his spy thing. You know, he's gathering. Yes. His, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's um, like you introduced the character. And this is Hercules Mulligan, master of subterfuge, and he's just like in a corner knitting. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's got, why he's, he's a good spy. He's like so no one minds. He's actually listening to whatever's going on, but he's just knitting. He's like, oh, don't yeah. worry about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's inconsequential. Uh, per- Personality-wise, I gave him some. Um, um, it was actually really hard to come up with some of these, yeah. but um, I chose the best ones I could. Because, like I said, I just chose. I didn't pick any um, custom ones. I was just like, how can I make the base uh backgrounds work Mm -hmm. and um always being calm no matter the situation never raise my voice Mm -hmm. or let my emotions control me although he has a strong voice yeah he doesn't yell and i figured that was like you know a cool facet well he it's it's very channeled right he uses it kind of mm -hmm. um when when he's boastful he's boastful but that's also very there's a lot of thought he doesn't like you're like you're right he doesn't lose control you know he is the buster rhymes of like you know inspiration (laughs) going through i always have a plan for when things go wrong um, you kind of have to as a master spy. Freedom. This one's chaotic, but I, I gave him neutral mm-hmm. good because I figured he was a good middle ground between Hamilton and um, Lawrence. Yeah. But freedom chains are meant to be broken, uh, as are the things that would forge them. Um, something important was taken from me, and I aimed to steal it back. Information. I just went mm-hmm. information-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that one doesn't fit too well, but it was the best I could work with. And... Flaw, when faced with a choice between money and my friends, I usually choose the money. It also doesn't fit, but it was the best of the options I had. Yeah. Um, but I kind of dislike that flaw, personally. 
Um, but the best, the thing I did want to talk about real quick, um, because we can't have a warlock without ev in invocations. Um, I went into it deep with mask of many faces to get the mm -hmm. ex uh, disguise self at will. One with the shadows. When in dark dim light, you become invisible. And then book of ancient secrets. Now I went with this to get access to a plethora of rituals, mm. which I, I talked about earlier. And finally, the last of the um, abilities, ghostly gaze, being able to spy on people by looking through solid objects. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm looking at the mask of many faces. Cast disguise self at will without expending a spell slot. It's perfect because he already has the sweaters prepared. <laughs> um, like he's knitting and like staring at the wall. Why is he doing that? Oh, don't worry about him. He's <laughs> perfect. I can't argue with this. Yeah. Uh, all the spell choices were leaning into like the subterfuge and into the um, getting out of situations. Um, you got detect magic, disguise self, charm person, <laughs> alarm, identify, calm emotions, hold person, invisibility suggestion, counter spell for when you really need to like get out of somewhere mm -hmm, and somebody's stopping mm -hmm. you, gaseous form for similar reasons, dimension door, and greater visibility. Mm -hmm. um, this guy's OP, man. Combat wise. Combat-wise, he's not going to do much other than Eldritch Blast, but, you know, I built him for utility, not for... Mm -hmm. He's the, he's the, he's the uh, surprise power-build uh, power utility <laughs> that even the DM was not expecting. Like, listen, yeah, man, right, you only right. show up in the session, like, every other week. What the fuck? Yeah. But when he does, <laughs> when he does that's when the party exactly. throws down. Alright. So I was going to go with Washington first, but I do want to do um, Eliza. Yeah, yeah. Before that. Um, I, I didn't have the chance to do um, Angelica or Peggy. And Peggy, I should and say. Um, I even had her as on the notes as And Peggy. Yeah. That's the name of the tour. Uh, it's like, you know, the, the different yeah. tours that go around the country. There's the uh, Eliza tour, the Angelica tour, the And Peggy tour. Yeah. Um... But um, uh, Eliza, I gave, made her a Peace Domain Cleric, um, which I thought fit with um, just in general because they're all about, like, you know, keeping the peace, making ensuring that, like, people are protected. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I leaned heavily into the uh, the concept of the orphanage at the very, very end. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, I made her an acolyte, you could say, of, like, uh, Timor, no, not Timora, of um, Ilmater or something of oh, that sure. nature. Just so. Mm hmm Somebody who um, definitely suffers, but was doesn't want others to suffer. Yeah, yeah, and overcomes and, and helps others overcome it too. Yeah, exactly. Endures. Um, mm -hmm. So, real quick, the 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 defining class features of the um, cleric of peace is that being able to be proficient in persuasion or performance or insight. So I gave her persuasion because although not as persuasive as her husband, mm -hmm. definitely is a little bit persuasive. Um, emboldening bond can forge bonds amongst others uh, who are at peace with one another being able to link people together and create magical bonds with them kind of how she was trying to keep the peace within her own household within her own family yeah. within hamilton's tumultuous life um and then channel divinity balm of peace um you can use this to preserve a soothing balm as an action you can move your speed without provoking opportunity attacks and when you move within five feet of another creature you can restore a number of hit points to that creature equal to 2d6. Take a break. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like... And when she's not around is when Hamilton gets shot. Um, 
<laughs> she doesn't have her lay on hand, or not lay on hand. She doesn't have her. Uh, what is it? Um, oh, good. Uh, spare, spare the dying. There you go. Spare the dying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she's uh, she's preventative, not restorative. Right. There yeah. you go. <laughs> what? I did give her. I did give her some like healing spells, but like she's never on the battlefield, so it's kind of useless. But. <laughs> Um, but I gave her heroism, you know, giving her either Hamilton or Philip or even her sister that rousing speech to give, make them not have fear, sanctuary to protect people, bless to give her blessing for when, um, you know, they're about to, she's, uh, Hamilton's going to go to war, yeah. healing word, protection from good and evil, ceremony, mm -hmm. uh, these are standard protective cleric spells. Uh, prayer of healing. I would give this if I was a DM in this campaign. I would give it like an extended range, just because it makes sense for her. Mm -hmm. um, silence. This is um. This is a fun spell I picked <laughs> yeah, that up. Is, that's a good. That's a good spell. <laughs> yeah. Shut people up. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> she shut herself up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that's why <laughs> it's like oh well then. <laughs> Um, I wanted to do something with fire at some point, um, but I took that into being spirit guardians, and um, I think there's a level four spell that I wanted to switch out, which was um, um, the the flaming's um, pillar. I can't remember it right now, oh, but mm -hmm. there there's a fourth level cleric spell that I think fits that, where she just lets everything burn, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and the letters, of course, she has yeah, sending, sending as well. Yeah, because... I noticed that. That was yeah. great. Yeah, um, um, unfortunately, she used all her fourth level spells, so she couldn't cast Death Ward. You know what? Like, I would actually switch Spare the Dying with, um, uh, good lord, sorry, it's been a while since I've actually played D&D. Um, what's that, uh, Sacred Flame? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, because obviously she can't person. spare either her, you know, either of the people that she loved that get shot. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm gonna, um, not that I'm gonna use these sheets every yeah, game, but sure. I'm gonna well, switch you, know, you, should, you should like, you should print them onto PDFs and maybe like put them up somewhere. Like, work I might. Hamilton game. Yeah. I can imagine like in yeah. the session, it's like the first time like the like John Lawrence dies because like you have spirit of dying. Really? <laughs> yeah. like, dang, Philip got shot. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> See what happens if I change it out now? Now I can what? Cremate his body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, to finish off some of the Act One characters, mm -hmm. oh, um, real quick, just before I will say this because I didn't get to build them completely, but I had Angelica as an astral self monk just because I wanted to have a monk in the party. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted um, she's much more aggressive and mm -hmm. willing to get her hands dirty, which kind of felt monk-like. Yeah, yep. I'll be able to uh, traverse over water eventually. <laughs> she does. <laughs> okay, uh -huh. yeah, that's good. Um, and the re I made her an Azamar. The reason why is because oh, by the way, Eliza was a, a wood elf. elf yeah. By the way, yeah. I, you don't think I said that? Um, made um made her an Azamar to play off of the Angelica in uh, angel kind of yeah angel imagery going on. Sure, sure. Yeah, nice. Um, I also picked Astral Self because, um, and this was a joke mostly to Joe because he was saying, Peggy should be a familiar, and I said <laughs> no. Peggy's um, Angelica stand. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, like yeah, with the astral self. 
Yeah. Um, but then I actually did make a Peggy because I looked into the historical Peggy and um, she saved one of her younger sisters that was not featured in the play um, who, by lying and by being deceitful to um, these American Indians who had invaded the Shiler house. Ooh. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the Shiler family is very wise, but she, I think, because of the laughs and because, in the play at least, because of um, how she's played for laughs and because of her sassy attitude, she's one of the more funny, charismatic characters in the play. I wouldn't say she's the most charismatic, but yeah. I I went with Faye Wanderer Ranger for her, just because being able to supplement your wisdom into your charisma, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought that was like a nice little workaround. Yeah, and also the player in the table is like everyone loves hanging, uh, having around, but then because like uh, yeah, she's too busy to play now. <laughs> she's a gnome, by the yeah. way. I made her a gnome. a gnome. Okay, forest gnome. Um, I, I was thinking for uh, actually for Eliza. Um, I was wondering about the whole wood elf thing. It, it does make um, sense. It does make sense to I, some degree. It's like that's the thing. It's like I would actually peg her as a high elf, but you know because of the whole yeah. uh, class and nobility. French. Thing. Yeah, exactly. But we already have a high elf, right? So. So that was the other thing. I was like, yeah, I would pick her as high elf as well, but I was like, eh, no, she's from America. I, I think, yeah, I, I yeah. Well, what do you think? Okay. Not high elf. What do you think because... of like a uh, uh, a hill dwarf? Very specifically, a gold dwarf. Oh yeah, I could definitely see that. That would have been another workaround. Yeah. Um, I like the concept of that for sure because it's very much the homely, um, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. race. Quote yeah. unquote. There's still there's still yeah. some connection to uh, wealth, you know, and riches. Uh, definitely. And, and they are they are hardy, tough folk, which she certainly is throughout the entire show. Oh, definitely. I dig that. I think I would definitely go with that as an alternative. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Am I actually make it the main? Because I just the reason why I went elf is because um, to make Philip a, high, a half elf. Yeah, yeah, I was really, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if there was a half dwarf, then definitely. Well, when Dark Sun comes out, there you go. Eventually. Um, eventually. All right, here comes the general, Goliath. George Washington. <laughs> you, you made him as a Goliath. Okay. Yeah, I did. So that's this is a triple joke because when I was casting my ideal cast for um, Hamilton, I said uh, Keith David should be um, George Washington. Oh sure, yeah, I could totally see yeah, that yeah. too. Certainly got the yeah, uh, yeah. gravitas. The gravitas, yeah. the silver throat, yeah. the um, you know presence, oh, you mentioned the commanding David. presence. Yeah. I have to quote his most famous line for me. I know it looks pretty, baby, but it didn't let it out for air. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) One of my favorite movies, although it's really fucked up. Yes. (laughs) But um, I made George Washington a Goliath. I was also thinking of Mountain Dwarf. Yeah, I gave him and King George. Yeah, yeah. Gave him the level boost. Um, Right into tier three there. Yep. Um... Definitely made him a um, folk hero. Yeah. He's definitely got the folk hero background mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, um, he's almost got legendary status by um, even in the play itself. But I wouldn't even let this guy get on the table like, listen, this is a tier two adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is strictly That's a homebrew he... table. So. Def- definitely. Um, personality wise if someone's in trouble I'm always ready to help a hand I judge people by their actions not their words 
Um, respect. People deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Bond. I work the land. I love the land, and I will protect the yeah, land. That's very awesome. much. Yeah. And then Flaw, the tyrant who rules my land, will stop at nothing to see me killed. <laughs> he, he totally... <laughs> <laughs> is that is Argu that, arguably yeah. a flaw but sure sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that fits uh, like what you were born with this <laughs> <laughs> this is the flaw that's presented in the folk hero um i would just was like yeah this fits okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so Jay, you have more experience with Fourth Edition than I do, but um tell me about warlords real quick warlords, if you don't mind. I mean really warlords are um they um it's hard to explain sorry they're leader characters and they their big thing their big shtick was commanding other people to do various things so when you attacked as a warlord you 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 know there were things that would let you say okay choose another character and have them do something you know or um you could uh you know same thing make an attack or use one of your abilities and then move everybody you know like all of your allies get to move uh, once you know, just just around the board. So you, you could be, they're they're almost controllers now. That I think about it. So you could you could you know you can manipulate the battlefield as you're taking your own actions. And I was thinking so, the same thing. If there were warlords in in uh, in uh, in fifth edition, George Washington certainly would have been one. Oh, definitely. So I went with the best workaround, which was when this when this subclass came out in 2015-16, when the Sword Coast Adventures Guide came out. Purple Dragonite, aka the Banneret, just um, was what everybody said it was Warlord Light. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, this I could see. So the fun thing is about uh, about the Purple Dragonite is that they have their class abilities all involve getting the party involved. Yeah. They've got Rally and Cry. When you choose this at their level, you learn to inspire your allies to fight on or past their injuries. When you use Second Wind, you can choose up to three creatures within 60 feet. And each one regains a hit points equal to your fighter level, provided you that you see or hear the creature. So once again, leaning into that, like I'm, uh, we're here together. Yeah. George Washington was definitely a general that fought from the, fought from the battlefield. He wasn't like you know a hide in the, um, hide in my bunker kind of commander in chief. Um, inspiring surge, the tenth level ability. When you use your excellent surge, you can choose one creature within sixty feet of you. That creature makes one melee or ranged weapon attack mm -hmm. with its action. Private can see and hear you. Um, and it's two at higher levels. So once again, the whole inspiring part. I gave him inspiring leader for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Arousing speech that can get people going. Um, and I'm not sure if you caught this, but I gave him a great axe because of the whole Washington. Chopping down the cherry, cherry tree. tree. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I figured... The only if I'm gonna make a OP quote unquote George Washington character, yeah. I'm gonna have to give and he's wielding an axe. Then I have to give him Great Weapon Master as his capstone for this yeah, uh, build. Totally. Um, I uh, let's see, let's see. You've got your proficiency in animal handling. There we go, perfect. Again, kind of mm -hmm. leading from from horseback. Um, yep. yeah. The other the other build I would have thought would have been a battle master fighter. Um, but yeah, I like that's where I was thinking like too. If we're going by core PHB stuff, the battle master fighter would would be how I would build Washington, oh. but. But yeah, the Purple Dragon Knight is great. Yeah. I was thinking, like, that was what I was between because of the commanding strike, yeah, because yeah. of, like, you know, some of the maneuvers to move people around the battlefield. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, eh. You know, this is more fun. This is more distinct. 
Yeah, I, I, I hope that if uh, in a 5.5 or even a 6 edition, that they just make maneuvers a baseline feature of the fighter. Yeah, yeah I think that'd that's... be awesome. Oh, did you give him uh, Brewer's Supplies? Um, I didn't. I gave him Carpenter Tools. Okay, but, that works um, too. Brewer's Supplies. Uh, because um, he, uh, he, he had a vineyard. He, uh, he pressed wine. He did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was on my list too. I would have, uh, if I, if he had a background where I could have added that, yeah. I would have added that. Yeah. He probably, he trained for that. He, he, <laughs> um, let's see. And like I said, I was between Goliath before the hardiness and for mountain dwarf. Um, I went with Goliath just to make it more, um, um, a mountain of me- a mountain among yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and that imposing, yeah, imposing presence. sort of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's what's interesting. When I saw, uh, you know, in the, I, I don't remember all of the actors' names in the uh, the Broadway recording that's on Disney Plus, but you know, ha- I mean, Washington was a big guy in that show, right? Oh yeah. In the production that I saw at the Pantages Theater, Washington was not a big guy. Like Hamilton, first of all, was super tall. The actor playing Hamilton was super tall. And the actor playing Washington was of below average height, I think. But, you know, uh-huh. he just, he had this great presence, like, to, for, for that actor. It was all about his musical performance, his personality. He was just a big character, you know, expression-wise and not so much physically, which was great. It was great seeing that. And he was phenomenal. Like, when, Washington is my favorite yeah. character in the show. And he certainly blew me away when I saw it. I like that reference. Um yeah, um, when we saw it, because we also saw it at the Pantages mm-hmm. last year, um, it was me, my girlfriend, and Joe. Um, we, same person. Uh, we, was it the same person? Are we sure? No, I'm the same person. I'm the girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I I don't think it, that guy was definitely on the taller side, but uh, the reason why I was thinking in my ideal casting of Keith David, he gave me a Keith David kind of vibe, which is why it was, was good. stuck in and my he, head. He, sure, he sure. Took the he character, was. You know. And made it himself. He, it's, it's, he yeah. was more of a gruff. I'm tired, too old for this shit kind of. Uh, <laughs> and I and I dug it. And nice. I was like, yeah. You guys are gonna be like, what the fuck with this one? I think, but I made King George a divination wizard. All right, okay. all right. Let's see it. I was in between Azamar because the the celestial, no, you know, the idea like that the king is a representation of God. Yeah, but I also thought, you know, Tabaxi. Um, because he's afraid of water. The... Oh, he's catty, right? <laughs> yeah. He's very ca- he's he's very catty. He doesn't move around, but when he does, my god, does he move yeah, around? Like a yeah, cat. Right? yeah, I li- I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also, um, the the coat of arms for the King of England is features lions heavily. Oh yeah, there you go. So, so he's like a leonine Tabaxi. Yeah, yeah. if, oh, if nice. Leonine was, yeah, I I was in between Leonine or Tabaxi, but I was like, no, yeah, yeah, Tabaxi yeah. works. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's certainly not. He's certainly not a Leonine. You know, no, <laughs> definitely cat. Um, stat wise, I uh, gave him eight strength, twelve de- uh, fourteen dex, and I probably would have gone lower. <laughs> twelve <laughs> constitution, um, twenty intelligence, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Sure. Uh, no, he has too much wisdom. intelligence. He's gone mad. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And fourteen charisma. Even though he was, um, he wasn't persuasive. He was definitely intimidating. Yeah. Definitely, definitely fits into the tyrant. Made him neutral evil. He mm-hmm. was very self-serving. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, sounds about right. Um, mm-hmm. noble background cause obviously. Yeah. Um, which I love these personality traits I chose. If you do me an injury, I will crush you, ruin your name, insult your fields, and <laughs> send a fully armed battalion to yep. remind you of my love. That's what the second personality trait should be. Yes. You should have put that in the floor instead. Just, just nothing else. Just says that. Like, what the fuck? The second personality trait. I take great pain. I take great pains to always look my best and follow the latest fashion trends, which fits. Ideals, power. If I can attain more power, no one will tell me what to do. Yep. Uh, bonds my house's alliances with another noble family must be sustained at all costs now that was interesting because of the french revolution yeah. which they were <laughs> they were helping them and then the french monarch was no more because napoleon and yeah then, well yeah and that, 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 you know what i was looking at that and that does make sense because he plays against that and gets inspiration right yeah so yeah exactly yeah. Um, and then flaws. Um, in fact, the world actually does work well for me. <laughs> listen, listen. No evil characters on the table. How many times do I have to say this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Man. He's crazy. So, like, ah. <laughs> so there's, there's multiple reasons. Trust me. <laughs> there's multiple reasons as to why I should win uh, Divination Wizard. Mm-hmm. One is because um, in the play... Washington, I mean, sorry, George, King George acts as like you know, um, foreshadowing for what's to come. Yeah. He almost he makes predictions. Mm-hmm. Some of them are right, some of them are wrong, yeah. but that kind of felt like definitely felt like a portent die to me. Yep. Um, being able to um, uh, the, the the third eye thing is not really that great, but the alert, being on the lookout for danger, always being um, you know. Being aware of the situation, mm-hmm. yeah, at least when people are trying to kill Hold you. Hold on, Dexter. From... Let me let me say this about the third eye. Yes, it does make sense. Sure, makes him see what other people don't see, so he's kind of paranoid. He's got some sort of. Insight, well, yeah, that's right? also with... yeah, yeah, that also go with yeah, it with yeah, the alert. Yeah, with alert. Yeah, and then um, fate touched was because once again, this was where I was like, oh, kind of touched by like the holy quote unquote from um that the, the the kings and queens that they descended from. Yeah. Um, but being able to have a misty step, miss a little escape, <laughs> and also being able to have the, I think I gave him the command spell off of that. Uh huh. Sure. Um, yeah, command spell. <laughs> yeah. The spell list. The spells is really where um this all comes into play. Um, so I'm gonna explain to you why he's why another reason why I made him a um divination wizard because he has access to contact other plane which only the warlock and the wizard get Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and real quick for those of you that aren't familiar with this spell you mentally can contact a demigod or the spirit of a long dead sage or some other mysterious entity contacting this extra planner intelligence can strain you or even break your mind when you make this when you cast the spell make a dc 15 intelligence saving throw on a failure take psychic damage and you are insane until you finish a long rest. Did you succeed? <laughs> well, <laughs> and then, while insane, you can't take actions, can't understand what others say, can't read, and speak only in gibberish. A greater restoration cast on you ends this effect. On a successful save, you can ask the entity five questions. You must ask the questions before the spell ends. The DM answers with yes, no, maybe, never, irrelevant, or unclear. 
in any case, um, I think that he is a smart person because historically, he actually was one of the most well-read and uh, most um, most well-read and one of the smartest um, monarchs at the mm-hmm. time. He had um, one of the highest uh, educations, and he actually did the good he did was that he made uh, gave access to two public libraries in his time as king. Um, so he was all about promoting, you know, the arts and promoting, you know, learning. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this, this works. Yeah. But he was also batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. He did go insane eventually. So that that mm-hmm. totally makes sense. He he just, you know, it's 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 his divine will, right? He sort of uh, he sort of has that 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 through line to God above that he maybe overuses mm-hmm. a little too much in the history. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, I gave him spells like I'm gonna start from the high levels to the low levels. Went with true seeing as a spell for um, being able to. I went with scry. I think I, I'm not sure if I put it on here, but scry was definitely a spell that I was trying to put on here. Mm-hmm. Sunbeam once again to go ahead with that you know whole um, holy light uh-huh, uh-huh. contingency because kings always have to have a the contingency plan. The light of the British plan. Empire, right? Right. The uh, the British Empire yes. extends and everything that the sun touches. Yeah. Thank Thank yes. you because I knew there was a quote that I was getting to, but I couldn't remember the mm-hmm. quote. Um, synaptic static to extend the craziness outward. A lot of hold spells, a lot of contact, um, and a lot of summoning to like summon people to go off and do his thing. Uh-huh. Yep. Like okay. yep. banishment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very kingly. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, doesn't get on the front lines a lot, but vampiric touch because um, all your resources are mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. There it is, sending as well to communicate from afar. Hypnotic pattern because that's his songs are just hypnotizing for sure. Yeah. His performance. Yeah, he certainly spit. steals the show when he gets on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um and then a bunch of like holding spells, like you know, detaining things. Yeah. I almost made him an order clerk. I was very close to making him an order yeah, clerk. Yeah, or a knowledge domain but, cleric for that matter, too. One either one would have been fun, but I was like, hmm. Nah, he's my wizard. Can you flip over to his bio um, and info again? Oh, sure. I just want to um, check his stats and stuff like that. So, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that totally makes sense. You know what? I never really realized, but he's he spends a lot of time on stage, especially in Act 2. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. really subtle. There? It's like the next thing you know, oh, wait, he's still there watching everything. Yes. So, yeah, he's, got <laughs> he's still yes. there watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's got that proficiency in stealth. He's got the this dexterity kind of back it up. So, yeah, there we go. Solid. Yeah, um, and then he just cattily wanders away and meanders off stage, yeah, yeah. throwing papers around the Reynolds pamphlet. Oh, that also seems like a very cat thing to do. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> all right. I've got two more fully fleshed out characters, but I am going to talk about a couple ones that I didn't get to build completely. Sure. Um, and they are a lot of the side characters. Um, Maria Reynolds. Um I made a Yanti enchantment wizard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because yes, definitely. The, ch- the charming. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband is a mastermind rogue. Yep. That sounds um, right. Strength based. Uh, yeah, I made him a half orc for that uh, reason. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Half. Charles Lee. Okay. Oh. Oh yeah, I was Char- gonna ask you about Charles Lee, dude. He's my barbarian. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. And, and there's like a lot of reasons. Really thinking. Exactly. Yeah, not really a whole lot of insight. But, and he's a tr- tribe of the elk barbarian, so he gets a, a, a able to run in and run out 
quickly. <laughs> he just bolts. I love it. And he's a kobold. By the bullet. Yeah. Sure. Did you do the bullet? <laughs> what was that? Did you do the bullet? I did not do the bullet. Uh, the bullet. Um, you gotta do the bullet. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we I don't have do. to do the bullet. I think the bullet would be like a ranger or like a long range fighter, right? I suppose. Oh, Only definitely. Like one, um, one function to fill. Um, but he's a kobold, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel, um, <laughs> Charles Lee. Uh-huh. Oh, if, um, if that's the case, if that's the case, Washington could be a dragonborn. I was thinking of that yeah. too. That was on, on my yeah, list. Yeah. But um, Samuel Seabury is an Oath of Conquest paladin. Hmm, okay. Um, I couldn't fit anything too good there, but I was like, what is something that, like, you know, they're they're going to praise tenants of this divine ruler? Uh, yeah, no, that sounds it's about a, right. It's a, it's a very subtle conquest battle. Yeah. It's not like I'm in your face gonna like actually conquer the lands, yeah. but it's more like I'm going to throw papers at you and like you know get you to listen to what I have to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's just he's <laughs> not optimally stat. He's the guy that used uh you know, th- you know three d six. You know, not even four d six drop one. He's the guy that rolled three d six and just rolled horrible stats and everything. Yep. <laughs> These ones are two of my favorites that I built. Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. Uh-huh. You're going to leave and then James I'll, Madison and then, last. James Madison, man. I, no, I have I have one person, other uh, personal. All right, okay. My surprise. Okay. <laughs> um, Thomas Jefferson is... Sold source. Yeah. Well, the reason why Great, I did that I is... I see um, him walking into stage with a, with a, like, flavor flavor with a... With a wall clock around his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the funny thing about the clockwork soul, clockwork soul sorcerer, is that their big thing is being able to restore balance, and he wanted to restore balance to what the south, the reparations to the mm-hmm. south, being able to make um, chaos into order, and what was it? The other thing, um, bastion of law. You can tap into the grand equation of existence to imbue a creature with shimmering shield and order. As an action, spend sorcery points to ward them until you finish a long rest. The ward mm-hmm. represents a number of d8s. When the ward takes damage, it expands the number of those dice. You can reduce the damage. That one doesn't fit I, so, so well. No, I, I, but, think it, well I think it does because um, uh, the thing that I always found interesting about Thomas Jefferson in contrast to Hamilton during the constitutional debates is that Jefferson is really factual. Like, all of his arguments are actually more factually based, whereas Hamilton has a lot of, like, ad hominem attacks. You know, True. like, Hamilton does have points that he makes, and they're good, fine points, but there's a lot of stuff that just basically is meant to knock Jefferson down a peg. And so that reduces that, right? When he starts using the, um, when he starts using the, uh, what's his, his, um, uh, when the bard starts using their, uh, oh, good lord, I, I'm blanking on all these What's the cutting words there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vicious mockery. There you go. Vicious mockery. When the bard starts using his vicious mockery, this is what he uses to kind of like mitigate all that, right? Yeah. Um, feats wise, I gave him Fey Touch mm-hmm. because I um, his time in France left him a little bit um, feeling prim and proper and royal. Uh-huh. I made him a tiefling, <laughs> is, by the way. Yeah, yeah, tiefling hanging around with elves. Got it. Yes, and then Telekinetic was another one just because I, I attributed that to the swagger that he mm-hmm. has on stage. <laughs> and I feel like, um, yeah, I just feel like um, the the fun things I also threw in was the, the subtle spell and quicken spell uh-huh. for his metamagic options. Yeah. His quick little asides and his quick yep. wit. 
Um, Spell-wise, I'll be honest, I didn't go too, too much into spells, just because, as I said, I was rushing with this one. But some of the highlights were um, dispelling magic, counterspelling, countering what Hamilton has to yeah. say, um, banishing. Sickening radiance? Um, sickening radiance. Um, what do you call it? Um, That's an enervating raise, or sort of like that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. In essence, this is what um, he did to Hamilton um, at the very near the very end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of the debates. Um, there was one summoning contract is one they get automatically. Um, freedom of movement I got because being able to get out of some of the sticky situations, getting out of France that he is getting able being able to avoid fighting in the war. <laughs> this is all freedom of yeah. movement. Um, let's see. There's another thing I had. Um, Oh, that's pretty much the the, the gist of I it. Like, uh, um, I like I like most minute meteors. That's a nice touch. It's a lot of this little like a quick little exactly. Jazz that you yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> um, the very much Andre three thousand like you know Southern drawl that he has that just like you know just here's my quick little retorts yep. here and there subtly yep. hitting at you. Yep. Exactly. After seeing this sheet, the DM is no longer confused. Okay, so we're not really doing a campaign, are we? This is a, this is a table for DVD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other option I had for Jefferson was making him a scribe's wizard. Mm-hmm. That was um, another thing I was thinking of at the time. And I almost made that for J- Madison, too, but I actually went with... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man! <You're> horrible. <laughs> I told you I needed to spend some time on this one. This is my favorite one. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, my circle of spores, Dexter. And Drew. What is he? A hill dwarf. <laughs> So a funny thing about about um, James Madison, he suffered from hypochondria. He thought he was sick, and that's, he really was actually. You know what, that makes a lot. I did not know that about him, but that makes a lot of sense in his characterization in the play. How he was, you know, he was always he, had that handkerchief on handkerchief him, and he was always around, kind of like yeah. uh, patting himself down. Okay, I gotcha. He thought he was sick. He was actually one of the most per- fine, perfectly healthy people in the play. Um, he did eventually succumb to disease, but that was when he was 80. Um, oh, no. He was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that somebody who is just full of um, thinking that they're full of virulence, but not actually sick, uh-huh, uh-huh. makes perfect sense with a hill dwarf who is resistant to poison. <laughs> you know what? That In general, this is an interesting character build that I... Even I might be interested in playing. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Um, he's... Um, <laughs> I gave him Gill Merchant because it, the South... He was also a plantation owner, For which sure. also goes into the Druid-ness, yeah. kind of. Um, gave him... Um, and the cool thing about the Circle of Spores there, like claim to fame, is these class features. Let me go through them real quick. Um... Halo of spores, you were surrounded by invisible necrotic spores that are harmless unless you unleash them on a creature nearby. When a creature you can see moves into the space or starts their turn, they deal 1d4 necrotic damage unless they succeed a con save. The damage increases as they go up a level. 
which is what to say his various different um once again this disease that he thinks he has that is not around but makes people go like take some medicine already <laughs> yeah <laughs> the symbiotic entity uh-huh. you're able to tramp channel magic into your spores as an action you can expand wild shapes to awaken the spores rather than transforming into beasts you gain four temp hit points while your features is active you gain the following benefits the damage roll die is a second time added to the roll and your melee weapon attacks deal 1d6 damage to a target they hit once again this is going for like the whole like he thinks he's diseased but he's not but when he actually does say something worthwhile it is venomous yeah 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 totally and then fungal infestation. Your spores begin the ability to infest corpses and animate. If a beast or humanoid dies within 10 feet of you, you can reanimate it, causing it to stand up immediately with one hit point. The creature uses the zombie blocks. Um, the South was slave owners. And what's to say? Um, I not want, don't want to make a direct correlation between zombies and enslaved people. But, but I think that's... certainly like exploiting and kind of like making exactly off the backs of other creatures. Yeah. Exactly, mm. which is what I thought that you know, Madison would definitely see them like a zombie. As, Not that I do. Something to profiteer off of, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, uh. Let's see, let's see. I noticed you've got uh, he's proficient in perception, persuasion, insight. He has yeah, those negative points too. Yeah, funny you're enough. Right. Yeah, hill dwarfs. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely. And it's hill. interesting because uh, the one thing that you don't get from like listening to the soundtrack and i didn't even get this from watching the broadway uh the broadway movie recording uh the only thing the the one time i caught this was you know again seeing the show live was how he is so tied to jefferson and like he's sort of like jefferson's little almost like man or something or yeah yeah Mm -hmm. lackey like you know like yeah yeah this is um, Spell-wise, I'll be honest, I didn't get too much into the spells because I was rushing to build this one. Sure, sure. But once again, this is things like, you know, taking your medicine, <laughs> good like a berry. good berry. Good berry. Yeah. <laughs> um, whole person, healing spirit, um, either detaining people, like we said with, you know, uh, washing, uh, King George, yeah. or healing themselves. Um, the fun one I thought I did was, once again, Animate Dead was the similar as to... Uh-huh. Like I said, ex- exploiting people. Yeah, and oh, um, politicians, man. And blight as his blight as his ultimate, like you know, uh, disease spell. Uh huh. And and confusion for a similar but uh, yeah. different way. Um, background, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was debating giving him a um, scholar background as well, just because he did, you know, write some of the Federalist Papers. Yeah. No, I but, think the um, merchant certainly works. Uh, yeah. Works well for that. Uh, you know what? Do do druids? I can't remember from their spell list. Do druids have access to Bane and Heroes Feast? Eventually, they get Heroes Feast. Okay, and, Heroes um, Feast. I mean, that's another option, like later levels. Uh, yeah, Bane, I think it might be fifth again. level. Oh, okay, he's just out of it. Yeah, yeah, they're eighth level. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. But I think that yeah, um, I would have given him Heroes Feast if I took this higher. Yeah, and um, yeah. I'm not sure they get int- Bane, but that might be something he gets from because um, I think he still has Wisdom's Despair. No, he doesn't. But he can um, probably get um, pick it up in another way from yeah. uh, another spell. Oh, just just an just an idea. No, I love it though. <laughs> so I have to ask you both of this question because it doesn't make sense unless you've heard it. Okay. Have either one of you heard the uh, listened to the Hamilton mixtape? Yeah. 
Just about once. I went through it once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I pop it every once in a while, but I'm not intimately familiar with it. What, what do you got? I'm typing it out so I could. Um, uh, it's that band that y you like that I also like. I can't remember their name right now. Huh? Uh, Jay, Jay knows what I'm talking about. Um, Animal drops. The, the Decemberists. It, yeah, Decemberists. Yeah. And it's such a side. It's such a side. An aside to Hamilton. That okay, it is. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I gotcha. Okay, so the last character that I'm building is, and I didn't fully build him out, is um, Paul Richards Almanac writing Benjamin uh -huh. fucking Franklin. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, yep. <laughs> um, how else do I build a Benjamin Franklin unless as an artificer? Yeah, uh-huh, that makes sense. Specifically an, an armor or artificer. Because... One, uh, being able to just have more um, machinations, and two, the artif the armor artificer gets special weapons where they release either thunder or electricity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to show you um, real quick. Um, when I was discussing this with a friend, um, he found some artwork for me, and I was just like, yeah, definitely got to show this to y'all when... Um, <laughs> God, uh, where did he put it? I'm currently scrolling through his feed, but it was artwork of a fantasy version of Benjamin Franklin, and now mm. I can't find it, and I'm very sad. Um, let me just go to that chat. We can play a little bit of uh, Girl from Ipanema in here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck? nice. Oh, but that's God. that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, what I'm seeing here is what looks like uh, Zeus. Uh, in in this on this on a, a sea of clouds, uh, fighting Ben Franklin, who has uh, who's got sparks of electricity coming out of his fingertips while. Uh, Oh wait, those are Wolverine claws. Yeah, <laughs> those are Wolverine claws. claws. But he's got four they're, though. It's not three. He's got electricity four between Wolver these claws. I'm, I, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that they're actually supposed to be brass keys, but okay. Oh with, sure, uh, sure. With, uh, <laughs> with um with a, a kite glider with the flag of flag uh, early flag of America. <laughs> oh my goodness! This all, if I, all you need in that picture is like a bald eagle and a yeah. most American thing you could ever see. <laughs> I, I know can a turkey. Hear the bald eagle. Oh, turkey! That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I can hear. He, the I can hear. He the believed the turkey too. needed to be the uh, the, uh, the 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 national symbol, right? Oh man! Um, <laughs> so instead of saying cacao, we would have been saying gobble 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 gobble. Oh, uh, by the way, um, he would have had um, not fine familiar, but he would have had a uh, homunculus, and it would have been a, a, a turkey. Yeah, there you go. Um, and he would have obviously been using a kite shield. Um, oh sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. I thought of this like I put a lot of thought into this. I'm just sad I didn't have the time to actually was, build it. You know what? The That's way great. That you explain it makes it just makes a a better version of whatever they had for 
America the motion picture. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you this'll, guys This will be this will be like, you know, just the behind the scenes thing, you know, again, just put put the character sheet build it and put the character sheets up later. It's a little bonus for the listener. <laughs> yeah, well, nice. I, I, that actually might be something we do. We I maybe I'll make the 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 character sheet and we can use that as an advert. I should actually post these when we post the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You totally should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are fun. Oh man. Well, thank you Jay for joining us. Um this was a lot of fun and I'm glad that we got to talk nerd out about Hamilton and D&D and um critique these um Hamilcast builds. Yeah. Oh, and Jay, if like if you know, if uh you want people to or if if people want to catch you like uh what have you got going on? All right. Um let's see. Uh right I'm not working on any um big projects right now, but I do have a couple of releases that came out. Uh late last year um I wrote an adventure for the D&D Adventures League Mist Hunter series. Uh, and so that is, um, uh, what was it, DDRL-6 uh, or 7, I believe? I can't remember. Uh, but it's an adventure called, um, holy smokes, sorry, my mind is like completely all over the place today. It's okay, uh, I mean, it's like that. You, you had me wake up today on a Saturday. I, <laughs> so early, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it is called The City of Dreams. There we go. Uh, and it is part of the Ravenloft Mist Hunters series. Um, you can get that off the DMs Guild. I'm very proud of, uh, of the work that I did on that one. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and it goes into, you know, like, as with any game in the Ravenloft setting, in the Domains of Dread setting, uh, it goes into some pretty fun uh, horror-themed um, scenarios. Uh, but also more recently, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, a game that I'd help write called Carbon Gray uh, was released, and you can get that on Drive Through RPG. Uh, it's a great game based on a, uh, a comic book series that came out some years ago, uh, and it's based off the old West End games D6 system, which fueled the old Ghostbusters and Star Wars and uh, Men in Black roleplay. What is the name of the game? Carbon Gray. Carbon. So that, yeah, carbon like the element, and gray with an E uh, like the color. I, I will never understand the difference between the E and the A. I know. One's, one's American and one's British. That's all yeah, I know. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it to it, my The completely <laughs> unnecessary differences is the thing. There's, no, there's not even nuance on it or anything like that. Uh, but it's great. Like, um, the world of Carbon Gray is fantastic. It's sort of this steampunk um, uh, that's world with, like, crazy <laughs> reality-bending abilities and, and events and stuff. So, yeah, it's wonderful stuff. Right. Well, um, Dexter, anything else? Um, I think, um, once again, thanks for joining us, Jay. We appreciate you here, and we hope that you can join us again sometime. Yeah, yeah, Um, I'd love to. Uh, Real quick, one thing that I I do want to mention, and I I really appreciate you folks having me on this particular episode, is because my love of theater and my love of D&D so very rarely, like, coincide you know, I have like a character who drops Hamilton references regularly as his, I have a bard who drops Hamilton like references regularly as his, as part of his like little dialogue shtick. And I did write a Les Mis reference in an old D and D Adventures League adventure, but beyond that, I can't think of any other time that theater has mixed with uh, with a uh, with role playing games in my world. So thank you very much. This was a lot of this was a great time. <laughs> Well, Jay, well, you know, if you need a pre, pre-gen character, you know to ask Dexter <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely, yeah, yeah. Again, for, you know, for, for the, uh, for the, uh, are these all AL legal? They're not, they are, right? 
They are all illegal. Yeah, I didn't there you go. There you go. Legal races and classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can just go like, okay, listen, I got some pre-gen characters. Uh, we're not doing an adventure. We're doing PvP. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. We're gonna have a two and a half hour debate. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, it's like you're gonna have like two factions. You got like, okay, who wants to play King George and who wants to play George Washington? <laughs> Right, okay, right. You yeah. guys have this special lair ability that you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be actually that'd be really great for that new D and D skirmish game that's coming out. Oh, tell me about that just a bit. Oh, uh, yeah, for D and D. I don't know if you watched D and D Direct uh, last Thursday. I saw but... lots of it, but not all of it. Yeah, one of the new products they're going to be releasing is a game that's tangentially related to the role playing games, and basically it's a board game. It's a skirmish board game where each player takes one team. Like I think it's either the Harpers and the or the Zentarum, and you you get thrust into an arena. Uh, and you just duke Ooh. it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it's, that sounds you, like fun. Yeah, I don't know if you've played it, but it's similar to the old Dungeon Command games that came out when 4th edition was sort of uh, in its waning days. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. No, the, the most I have is um, Attack Wing. That's about it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, this is this is different. It comes with, a, instead of like random mm -hmm. figures, it comes with a preset selection of figures. So nice. it's going to be... It's going to be up there in price, but it's also going to be a great way to get map tiles and minis to add to your collection. Oh, nice! Yeah, plus a fun game to boot, right? With its own like distinct rules. Always a plus. Yeah. Well, yep. With that said, um, thanks for having us, Joe. Take us away. All right. Well, this has been just off point, and uh, special thanks to Jay for uh, guesting in this episode. And um, we're your hosts, I'm Joe, and I'm Dex, and thank you for joining us as we get just off point.